everybody. This is Tommy Allen again with the Honorary Deputy Sheriff's Association. And today for the Sheriff's Office podcast, we have some wonderful guests. We have the outgoing and incoming public health director, Martha Hubbard, right? And then Michelle Wolf. Yes, coming in to, uh, to make sure that uh, Tower County, from a public health point of view, is as healthy as possible. Uh, ladies, thank you for, for coming in today. And then also in the, in the uh, studio, we have the sheriff, Sheriff Jason Michael and Lieutenant Bunting. Thank you both also for being here today, as Thank always. Thank you, Tommy. Um, so let's go ahead and start with um, Ms. Hubbard. May I start by asking you, well, for, first of all, let me say thank you for standing up and taking charge in a time that we really needed it. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, so how is the, the state of public health in Teller County looking as you do the handoff to Ms. Wolf? I think it's looking great. We had planned this when I took the position. I have been very um, adamant that I took the position as the interim director and with the whole plan that hopefully by uh, November, we would be able to find a great public health director to to assume this role and to lead us on into the the future of public health and and I feel very confident that we were able to achieve that. It was uh, very deliberate in the perspective of the county as far as the hiring, as far as making the job description truly cover what the, the position holds. And we were so fortunate to uh, find Michelle. It offers great potential with Michelle's background. She has her master's in, as a nurse practitioner with a specialty in women's health and then has integrative medicine and nutrition and functional medicine is part of my but mostly just that getting back to really preventative medicine and that's what public health is that's totally correct and so we look forward to how she'll be able to roll that into the future covid is growing i mean is decreasing and its um, impact here in teller as well as in the nation and we know it will and there's much more uh, for what uh, public health is about. When I came back, um, that was one of the big pushes what, that I felt was to not make COVID the, the main star at, at Teller County and uh, bring back the, the roles that we have in prevention and with immunization, with our women's health program, with our uh, environmental health, all the programs that are housed under the um, auspices of Teller County Public Health and Environment. And, and actually, Miss Martha, you guys have been doing all that stuff and also doing the COVID, the testing and the booster shots and everything else. And that's what people don't realize. You guys are still functioning as an office, as is everybody else, but having to deal with the COVID. Yeah, I think so. That's I great. think having been with public health for you know 22 years prior to um, my retirement, that was one of my big pushes was immunizations and vaccines and and what they can bring to our community as far as safety. So it was just a natural fit to come right back in. And emergency preparedness was ingrained into me back from our event in 9-11. And when we first started really seeing that as a potential. And the mantra was, in the world of public health, it's not if, it's when we will have a pandemic. And when happened. You know, people do seem to fixate and very easy to fixate on something like COVID-19. That is, I think it's really important for everybody out there to understand what the roles beyond COVID-19 are as far as public health goes. So, so thank you for 
not just letting us know what that is, but also being in the background, making sure that that all is still happening while we're all you know, focused in on the whole COVID-19 pandemic problem. Ms. Wolf, let me, can I ask you to talk a bit about your background as you, as you come in? I understand over 18 years of, of, of nursing and health work, um, you have a, a, well, go ahead and talk about your degrees that you have uh, and then you know, where, where you're coming from, kind of what you've done in the, as you, before you come into your role here as the public health director. Sure. You could actually go back to more than 20 years because I actually started out as a 911 dispatcher, police, fire, and medical. So I was 18 years old when I started out in that role, and I took charge of it. In fact, sometimes, and Jason could probably attest to that, that the guys wanted me on their team um, working dispatch. So working in emergency situations, I'm very familiar with that, you know, working the fires. And we had the biggest one, um, it was Heyman Fire. That was one of the big ones, of course, Texas 7, all those involvements with that. Career choice change. Um, it didn't feel right for me to pers- finish pursuing my career in law enforcement. I chose nursing. I thought maybe forensic nursing would be something. And then I ended up falling in love with obstetrics um, for personal reasons. But that's where I fell in love with nursing because I, I truly believe that I was given that healer's heart and a servant's heart. So that's why nursing was very important to me. And then pursuing a master's degree in women's health particularly. And then once I got into that role, I found that women were begging for more than just taking a medication, or what can I do in combination with this? What can we do nutrition-wise? Are there any alternatives? And I thought, wow, there's really a need for that. So that's why I pursued getting a nutrition um, post-certification in that, with that. So that's where I'm kind of at, and that's what I kind of hope to bring to public health. And, you know, we always want to make sure that, yes, we have life-saving medications out there. We should utilize those. If you break your leg, please go to the emergency room. Don't slap a nerve on that you know that's kind of where I come from with that too <laughs> you know Tommy it's it's kind of interesting because you know we're fortunate because Martha had all kinds of relationships um, when she was here before when she came back that helped uh, mend a lot of issues that were happening within the county and you, and you can't just do that that takes a lot of work and as Martha leaves and transitions we have somebody that's coming in that had those relationships before and and Michelle talked about it but she was a 911 dispatcher when I was a young deputy. And we worked together. We were partners on graveyard shifts and, and through a lot of situations. The Heyman fire was a big one. Um, and you learn so much in crises when you have to deal with a Texas 7 or a nationalized event that's so large. And you understand all the aspects of what that crisis really means. So she had an early start in dealing with that. And then to have her come back now as that person that's going to work with us in the public health environment for this county. Her family's fourth generation here in the county, fifth generation, fifth generation (laughs) in this county. So she already has an understanding of the county, the people, what it really means to be here. Um, And you you just don't see a lot of times people come home, right, And, and be able to help those that are within the community that they've loved, they lived, they've grown up in, and that even brings more to the plate. So I think really with what the county now has in, in both of these women, the one that's leaving that has done such a wonderful job and the one that comes in is that uh, we're fortunate with that, that ability. And you just don't get that in many places. Right. And I never left the community except just to work. And as I've gotten older, raising kids in the community, it's Haven't we I've all? wanted that <laughs> drive to be a bigger part of it. And Seeing that, especially in a time of COVID and a crisis where the healthcare system is crumbling in front of us and everyone is so drawn into COVID, it's, it's not the time to have diversity. 
It's the time to come together and work together. However that may look, only time will tell. Your family, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. It's a family of service to the community with Sergeant Marcus here at the at the sheriff's office as well. So between you and him, you got a lot of a lot of good things going on yes, in this sir. county as far as keeping us safe. I think our grandparents would be very proud. Absolutely. I think so too. And you know, and I think that picture on the uh, newspaper cover says it all. Your mom's just, you can just see the excitement in her face. She was just like, yes, you know, how people just love that. They just love it. That's great. If I can inject public health in the past, in my tenure of the the 25 years past, we had, we've had multiple programs that have really generated out of our uh, community assessment that public health is required to do. And within that, we had steps to a healthier U.S., most recently our Saturn program, programs that are really geared toward healthy lifestyle, you know, healthy Teller County. And Michelle, that was just one of the added features that Michelle brought to us in the interview that we were like, oh, so perfect, because we know that this is a a direction that we want public health to go. It's not just about the direct services. That's not our role. Our role is population-based, and Michelle brings that expertise, you know, with her education background. So we're, it's like a, a glove. It fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal is hopefully we can get more women's services out there, limited access right now because of COVID, and women, people are scared. They don't want to go to the doctor. They don't want to get exposed or visitation, you know, with their providers have been canceled because they have to take more of the urgent needs. So they've had to have put off their annual exams. And that's not what we want. That's not what we want to see because we know early prevention, early detection is critical in preventing, you know, chronic disease, cancer. And just to add into that, so public health acts as a gap filler. That's our role is to assure that access to care to it's not that we do it, but we want to assure that it's available for our people here in Teller County. And I think Michelle will take that lead well. Thank you, Martha. So you've you've talked some about this, but can you talk about where public health is, what public health is going to look like maybe in five years from now? It's a good question. Hard to say. Hopefully, we have more nutrition programs. You know, we've got some great folks over at the public health um, office, whether that's our from our EMS nurses to our women's health nurses. But we've also got you know some great nutritionists in our office that I wasn't aware of until I started the program or started working in public health. And I think just having those small meetings with each group, seeing what their strengths are, focusing on those strengths, and then letting them kind of take control. We're talking about maybe having some diabetes education for those folks that need that. Of course, grant-funded as we are public health, but looking at what our community needs are, not just immunizations. There are other things in public health we can focus on, mental health, nutrition, preventative medicine as well. We actually have a community assessments done every five years per the state requirement, and it's coming up in 2022. So looking forward to that under Michelle's leadership to guide and direct that. And so we will be coming back to all of you, you know, within the sheriff's department, but then in, out in the uh, community. Uh, just stay tuned and there will be opportunities for uh, input from our Teller County community. Are we still going to continue to test over here because it's starting to get colder weather? I mean, uh, it's going to be getting colder weather pretty soon, and people are going to want to know. You know, I know we just posted the November calendar, um, and I just want to say, hey, what's going on? Uh, is this going to continue? Are they going to be able to get appointments at uh, public health, or what does that look like? So far as testing right now, we're keeping it open. It's still going to be Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Um, but the week of Thanksgiving, we will only have testing on Monday, and that will also push through into December during the holidays as well because 
As everyone knows, everyone who's been working hard in COVID and healthcare has been working tirelessly, and we want to protect the mental health of our folks as well. So allowing them to have a couple of days off and then not come back to even, you know, having the contact tracers or having to follow up on all those testing cases. So we're only going to be doing Monday testing, the week of um, Thanksgiving, the week of Christmas, and the week of New Year's. So we're also going to put out there, offer, you know, Here's how to test at home, what to do if you have symptoms. If you think you have a cold, you should still test yourself because you don't want to expose yourself because a lot of folks have come back and said, man, I just thought I had a cold, and it ended up being COVID, and then here you are going to the grocery store or you know, sending the kiddos off to school, and we're trying to minimize and keep exposure limited so that we cannot add to the capacity issues that the hospitals are having, which are not having just capacity issues with just COVID patients, but people who have failed to seek care because of COVID um, or for whatever reason. And then we're also dealing with the mental health side of that health care. You know, I'm, I'm hearing that they're having to bring in behavioral health units to check on the staff because of the violence and the abuse that's going on from people. And it's just, it's really disheartening to hear these stories, and it makes me sad for the future of health care. We do uh, anticipate that the testing side is just very fluid. It's based on the need of the community. We're the only uh, community testing site. So it is free, and we're well aware of that, and we want to make that available to our um, our county residents, as well as you don't have to be a resident of Teller to utilize it. Um, but in a like manner, we want to be appropriate with the use of the dollars that are coming down from state feds as far as uh, being prudent, that if the need is not there, then we will downsize it or ramp it back up. So it is, uh, I can't give you a definite, I actually thought, back in uh, April, May, that, oh, surely we'll be through with testing by um, when school starts. And that didn't prove to be at all accurate for, you know, as we had this third surge that came out. But but we do anticipate that maybe by, you know, the new year into the 2022, that it will downsize. I think it will be a gradual descent as far as it won't be a full takeaway. And indeed, I think uh, doing some of the uh, transitioning, as Michelle pointed out, you know, at Christmas and um, the New Year's week may actually give us a little more impetus to know what we can do with it and to be prudent. And you bring up a great point because one of the things you developed during this whole COVID thing was the tellercovid.com. Are you still going there and putting information out? Correct. Thank you very much for mentioning that, Renee. Yes, because that is what we want everybody to be aware of, tellercovid.com. No, no spaces. And on there, we have the schedule of the testing site. That's the most accurate. There will be um, our testing site will have closures based on weather, inclement weather. uh, And that's uh, in conjunction with the Woodland Park School District. We will follow that. Um, If the Woodland Park School District has a two-hour delay, then we encourage people to watch on our website because a two-hour delay may mean that we will open. We already did, Flux, you were mentioning the weather, Mm -hmm. and we already did change the test times on Wednesday and Friday to be from 10 to 2, uh, anticipating that it's Teller County. The sun is our our hero, and (laughs) Mm. if we can get it you know, shoveled off, we can also, we know that the melt will come. And so by 10 o'clock, it should be open again. Good. So look for that. That's on Wednesday and Friday at this time. Monday, we are from 1230 to 430. And that could change if availability becomes available at the community club. It's Pikes Peak Community Club. And if I can give just a little shout out to them. Sure, absolutely. That is a nonprofit group that has been around since 
1925, 27, great group of people that have allowed us to use their facility. And we so appreciate it because it's so central to our, in our community. So really appreciate their letting us use that facility. Um, and plus it gives a little shelter, running water, and, and <laughs> bathroom facilities that our testers really appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> and Miss Martha, I know that in the beginning we reached out to the community for volunteers. Remember we had people making masks and just helping out. Um, do you still see that need for uh, maybe even people calling back for the uh, – uh, the screeners that I can't remember what you were calling them, that when people do COVID and they go back and they check their, like their neighbors and family. Uh, with the funds that have come through CDPHE, we have been able to um, allocate, you know, a small stipend type salary for, oh. for people that are doing the testing as well as the contact tracing. We have really appreciated some volunteers have had some keen volunteers sure. that come from Victor um, Cripple Creek and come to our, when we do our pods, our point mm-hmm. of distribution vaccine clinics, I can't put a price tag on how much they, they have volunteered and I appreciate that. We just had a pod just last Friday. We'll be doing Cripple Creek on the 12th at the school-based health center. And then we are anticipating that next Friday, the 19th, we will be doing a pediatric uh, vaccine rollout in Teller County. So go to tellercovid.com if you're interested in getting um, a, a vaccine for your child, 5 to 11. Great. Well, I want to put a little shout out to the community church and all of our volunteers that came and our, our health department itself, too, for coming in. And uh, OEM came and helped us out a little bit, too, Friday. And it was amazing to see just everyone was happy. They were working together as a team. The people that came in and got their boosters, probably every single one of them, thank you. That was huge. Yes, NETCO was on standby for yep. us. Um, so we really appreciate all the partners that we have here in Teller County. Yeah. Yeah. We did, and you had a good we turnout, did too. Over 400. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That's great. Just a specific comment on the, the testing st- uh, center over here on uh, 67 and 24 and Divide. Um, I had the opportunity to go and uh, meet those people. Um, very professional, very friendly. It's a very easy process to get tested. So if anybody out there is you know, kind of on the fence about, oh, should I do it? Go do it because it's, <laughs> it's very easy and the people are very pleasant. And then you'll actually know and it'll make everybody de- that much more safe. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I was really pleased with how that process went. I appreciate that, that you're making that comment because I think a lot of people still have the impression that it's the really deep dive for the test and it's just a anterior nares, just, you know, half inch inch up into the nair so it's very non-invasive as opposed to when we first began this <laughs> so, cha- challenge martha oh, yeah. um Naris, you mean nose for <laughs> us that don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you know, it, it just kind of tickles just <laughs> wanted to make sure which end yes yes sorry <laughs> thank you thank you very much wrong test jason <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the men's program we provide. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for coming in today. I mean, this is extremely valuable information from an extremely valuable part of our community. Um, public health around the country seems to have been uh, kind of beat up because everybody, like I said, is fixated on COVID and not understanding all of the services that public health provides. And not only that, but... They care. They care. One of the things I, I believe Eric Stone was the one talking about how much heart you bring into into it. And ma'am, you, Ms. Ms. Hubbard, you you 
stood up when we needed it the most and uh, with the understanding that it was going to be interim. And so thank you for standing up when we really needed somebody. And thank you for coming in and taking over the reins, Ms. Wolf, for you know the future and, and what this is going to be. This is, is you know, so very important to all of us. Uh, and with that, uh, Sheriff, Lieutenant, thank you also for coming by. And I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Everybody out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Yeah. Um, and so how how is... Remember I was talking about the whole editing thing? There we go. <laughs>